0: We all can relate to a place in our lives where we're not pleased, we're not happy, we feel like we're working towards nothing or we're putting a lot of energy into something that we don't necessarily even care about. And that's tough. That's tough because you kind of wake up and go through every day with like well, this idea in the back of your head of, what am I doing? Like, I'm not happy. I'm not this isn't like doing it for me like I have to do something else but I don't know what to do or where to start and there's a Dej Lowe lyric that really got me it's from her song called um, Changes where she says if you're not tracing your dreams what the fuck are you doing tell me how is that fun and I completely agree and I think about that line a lot when I'm like I'm like what the fuck am I doing Like, this isn't fun. Then I get this idea in my head that I'm like, okay, I'm going to save up money and drop everything and then move here or move there. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and that'll do it. And then you go by like another couple of days and you're like, what the fuck were you thinking? No, like do this. And so it's like you have either conflicting thoughts or you just don't even have an idea as to where to start when it comes to like changing your life to where you're doing something to where you're happy. And that's so important. It's so important to feel like you have a purpose. And to feel like not only do you have a purpose, but you have a certain skill set that is going to help you to fulfill that purpose.
1: So if you couldn't understand any of that, which is probably a good probability, that was something that I recorded about two years ago on my voice notes. And I don't know what I was thinking. Um when I was recording it, I mean, I don't know why, or I don't know why I thought to record it, um, but it was at a time where I was, like, really, really frustrated, um, with kind of, like, the way things were going in my life, it was, like, a time when I was really unhappy and I knew that, like, I had goals and dreams and aspirations, uh, but I just, I didn't know where to start and I didn't know what to do, um, and I, I was just like, am I just gonna keep going in this endless cycle of what I'm doing now, you know, for my whole life, is that what I'm going to do? Or am I going to be able to do something that I want to do and to like follow my dreams and, you know, do whatever. And so it's funny because I was, when I started putting the concept for this podcast together, um, I was going through my voice cause I was going to record ideas on my voice notes and I was going through my voice notes and I found that and I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Um, and so I, I wasn 't going to share it with anybody, or I was honestly probably just going to delete it, but for me, it just kind of shows at a time where I was when I felt like I am completely trapped in what i 'm doing, and i can 't move forward or do anything else that I want to do and I think that that 's something that a lot of people struggle with is kind of living in this cycle of day to day kind of getting up, going to their jobs, doing whatever, and and then just kind of realizing this isn 't what I want to do. Um, and I think we hear all the time from people that are just like follow your dreams, chase your dreams, your dreams are all you have and and stuff like that. Um and but I think there's like there's so many things that get in our way of doing that. Um and I think that if I can say anything, I just think that you have to just be like this is what i'm gonna do and I can't let anyone tell me anything differently I mean, that's like when I had the whole concept for this podcast I was like, okay people are gonna listen to this and they're probably gonna think it's stupid or they're gonna think it's dumb or They're gonna laugh at me or they're gonna think whatever but I just realized i'm like, you know What I have like I kind of have to go through that if I like have a goal and want to build something I, I have to That's what I have to go through Um, is kind of hearing those voices and just being like, you know what? I don't I don't care You know, i'm just gonna do what I want to do anyways um And so I think today I'm talking to Jessica, and um, she's a realtor, and she's a realtor now, but she started off working in a corporate world, uh, and then she just kind of realized that that's not what she wanted to do, Uh, and she went through a lot of time kind of being miserable and unhappy in what she was doing, and I remember her coming in. I was bartending at the time. She would come into a restaurant that I worked at. And she would talk to me, and she was really cool, really down to earth. She's one of those regular customers that we, like, that bartenders actually like. Um, (laughs) And um, so it it was always refreshing to talk to her. And then just to see her telling me that, you know, I'm focused on, I'm going to do this real estate thing. This is what I want to do. And she's like, yeah, I'm taking the classes, and I'm just not happy in my corporate job. And then her coming in one day after me not seeing her for a while, and she's like, I got out. I got out of it and I always wanted to, I I wanted to be like, tell me everything, but I was like working. I didn't have the time to sit down and be like, okay, tell me what happened. So I'm so happy that I got the chance to sit down and talk with her and to kind of figure out what she did and where she started in like the corporate world, what role she played, at what point she was like, I don't want to do this anymore and how she got out of it. So... This is she's great. She's awesome. And I do want to before we like I actually play the interview. I do want to kind of shout out her Instagram page. Um, She's a realtor and she is great. You'll see from this conversation. Um, She's always interested in working with different types of clients. She's always interested in honestly giving people the best possible living situation that they can have. For what the, for the money that they're buying it for, to be honest with me, mean, just very blunt. Like what you have, what you want, and what you have, and what you can get. And she explains that a little bit later on in us talking. But um, if anyone wants to communicate with her, her Instagram is just in the city So it's just J E S S I N T H E city underscore Atlanta, and that's her Instagram page. Um, and I just encourage you to go check her out and listen to her story because it's really. It's really cool and it's really inspirational especially for somebody like me who was just in an endless cycle and decided like I can't do this I have to break it. But anyway, without further ado, this is my conversation with Jessica this week on American Youth. <laughs> um, I love Amy Winehouse. How are you?
2: Hi, I'm great.
1: Good. So professionally, do you go by Jess or Jessica? Jessica. Jessica. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so you're a, okay, let me try to get this right. A realtor.
2: I'm a realtor. That's correct. Does it
1: offend you when people say realtor?
2: It's just not right.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, there was this show that I was telling you about a while ago called Santa Clarita Diet. It's yeah. on Netflix and it's this couple, they're both real estate agents mm-hmm. and, um, the there's this scene where they say they're like arguing with another real realtor couple <laughs> and they're like realtor and they're like uh, really because we're not realtors we're realtors <laughs> it's just really funny it's like joel McHale, like drew barrymore um the guy who plays her husband i don't right. know he's rec- recognizable somehow, i've seen like,
2: one or two of them yeah
1: yeah it's funny i'm glad that you saw yes. it um because i think it's hilarious but i think stupid stuff is funny yeah Um, so you have like a really interesting story, I think, Mm -hmm. um, you were kind of in like the corporate world, right? Um, and then you realized that you weren't happy in the corporate world. Um, and so you made like this complete switch into a different career path. That's right. Um, so like what, how many years had you been working at like in your corporate job Mm -hmm. before you kind of realized like, I can't do this anymore?
2: Mm -hmm. So I was in the corporate world, um, for 20 years, uh, as a creative director. So mm-hmm. I went to school for graphic design, marketing, and then I started as a designer and then it kind of morphed into art direction and then management and then creative direction at the mm-hmm. very end. Yeah.
1: And then, so w- when you're, when you like get into that, is that like when you were like you went to college, Yeah. I, yeah you, where did you go to school at?
2: Art Institute of Atlanta. Oh really? I did for seven years straight at night.
1: Oh, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I I almost went there for a uh, film. Uh-huh. So I was like looking at it and that's an expensive school.
2: It's not cheap. I wish in hindsight, I wish I would have just gone to maybe Georgia State, taken mm-hmm. their program, yeah. um, would have been able to save a lot of my money. But yeah,
1: you know, but, but the is. colleges, it is like you learned a lot like you, you and you know, it was a good experience, though. It right? was
2: a good experience. I needed to have that experience because mm-hmm. no one would hire me otherwise. Um, but uh, actually, I say that, but I go back. my uh, While I was in school for the seven years, I went at night. And then during the day, I worked for a corporate company. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, uh, what was it? Uh, production artists, that's what they called it. It's just like understanding the files and breaking them down and all that stuff. Yeah. So I was doing that work um so i think i learned a lot on the job probably more on the job than i did at school <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think that's always how it yeah, is so well you'd like even look at like there's places that like i've applied at before and like it's there was one place that i applied at for cnn um and it was like a tour guide for like the atlanta mm-hmm. office mm-hmm. and so basically all you did was just like take schools on tours and their like number one requirement was like bachelor's degree in mm-hmm. journalism <laughs> and i was just thinking i'm like you, like, do I need a bachelor's degree for right. this?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I, I'm talking about me, I'm sorry. It's okay. I um, <laughs> went to school and like my whole thing was like broadcast journalism and film and stuff. Um, and then I ended up, uh, where am I going with this? I ended up like getting mad at like the fact that I had to go to school. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to drop out and I'm going to prove to everyone that I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like this mission of mine that. I don't know. We'll see if it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, then I'll just stick to like restaurants. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, mm-hmm. what is that what you originally wanted to do career-wise? It's like graphic design and stuff? Like what attracted you about like graphic design?
2: Um, so, okay. I moved to Atlanta in 97 mm-hmm. and I had a lot of friends in the industry. So I was still kind of like wandering a bit. I didn't know if I wanted to go to college, what I wanted to go for. So I knew I had to pay for it. So I need, it, yeah. it had to be a very thing. You didn't intentional... take out loans or anything? Oh, no, I did, but I had to take loans under my name, not under my family or parents or whatever. So, um, so anyway, um, I had a lot of friends that did it and then I was just hanging out with them and I'm like, okay, I I have this ability. I know that I do because I've always been, you know, just been able to draw and put things together and Mm -hmm. that was just a very natural thing for me. So it's like, okay, let me go and get my degree in this and then that's it. So then I did, um. I mean, I thrived in that industry for a really long time. I really loved it when I first started. And then, you know, working for certain types of companies. So my career has only been corporate. It hasn't been any sort of agency work or anything. Like you didn't
1: do freelance or anything like that?
2: I did a little bit of freelance. Freelance is hard. So you've got to be like a business person. You have to be like the bill collector, the creative you know, the project manager yeah. and the salesperson. And a lot of people, uh, you know, creatively sometimes don't have those other abilities or don't Tell know how to it. utilize them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, So I learned that in the industry where it was just like, if I'm going to do any sort of freelance work, I need to really figure out the billing part when I actually work, uh, you know, yeah. when I'm actually going to seek business. So. But so I didn't really uh, go into that very much. I, I got a few freelance projects during the time I was yeah. like working my regular job. But by the time I was done with my regular job, I was pretty exhausted. So, yes. yeah, especially so you... the, like the first seven years of, of my career, I gave it everything. Like I yeah. had something to prove. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I was a little bit older than a lot of my um, colleagues that, you know, they, they had an advantage, like a five year advantage because, you know, I went to school a little bit later. So I always felt like I had to prove something, and like you know. Yeah,
1: so. is that something that you think is like common amongst like people? Well, because so there's always those, and like when I was in school, there would always be like you know a couple of like what we call like adults in the class. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, we're like we're like eighteen or nineteen or twenty or whatever, and there's always like those adults who are like yeah. going back to college. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like a level of like intimidation or anything when you're in the classroom, like with people that are particularly younger than you, or you feel like maybe? Like, you feel like I have I have to show them that I can be better or that I can do this just as well as they do? Or yeah. Is there any type of, like, feeling there, like with going to school with people that are a little bit younger?
2: So I was pretty good at ignoring that. And the other thing is I went to school at night. So I went to school with mostly the people that were older. They had a job already. Oh, and, yeah. You know, this was either a second degree or a second life for them or something. So the school um, experience was a little bit different. Now, the work experience, like because I was going to school, but I was working with people my age that had been in it for a while and I hadn't. Oh, yeah. That's where I was like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to figure this out quick. And yeah, so I, I would put in some extra time at home, just kind of figuring out the software and just reading design magazines. Like I wanted to know like who all the great designers were and the trends. So I definitely worked my little tail off at the beginning.
1: Yeah. So you've got people who are like You feel, I hate that I don't keep bringing up age, but like people who are like the same age as you that already have these degrees. Right. You know, and you're still working on yours. So you feel like you have to catch up.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And I knew that at some point in our careers it would level out and it did eventually. Yeah. But, um, but the beginning stages again, like that was just me being competitive and just. Because I saw what everyone else was doing, what they were making, I wanted that too. So,
1: yeah, well, I yeah. mean, when you're around a lot of people, that when I, I like when I first tour, for when I first turned 21, I was hanging out and going out with like a bunch of people. This is different, but <laughs> going out with like a bunch of people who were older older than me, like yeah. late 20s, 30s, and mm-hmm. they all had like these nice cars and, you know, they're like cute little apartments and all that. And then Mm -hmm. they had their nine to fives and stuff. And I just remember thinking like, I want that so bad. Right. Like that's all I want in this world. (laughs) And now like, you know, a couple years later that I like have that, I'm like, this sucks. You know, (laughs) like I want to go back to when I didn't have to do like any of those, like, you know, the responsibilities that I have now in order to like go out like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but no, so what you worked For 20 years Uh in this industry. That sounds
2: like a long time. I'm not that old, but I am.
1: No, you're not. (laughs) You look great.
2: Thank you. Um, I'm 42, by the way. Oh,
1: nice. (laughs) You must have had work done.
2: (laughs) No, I just don't have kids and I'm not married.
1: Oh, thank God. (laughs) I don't ever think I'm going to have kids and I don't ever think I'm going to get married. I really
2: think that saves your skin and the stress levels. Not to, you know, not to knock anyone that's married or has children, but... I do see a difference.
1: No. Yeah. I think so too. (laughs) I also have been trying to smile less because it gives wrinkles. Okay.
2: Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah, No. So I'm like, don't make me laugh. Uh. Um, beauty is more important. Um, But no, yeah, that's, that's funny. I don't, yeah, I I don't have plan on having kids or getting married or anything like that either. It's just something that I think when I think about like my future, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you thought about this, but like when I think about it, I just don't see that there, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's not something that I like strive for or work for.
2: Yeah, I get it. I
1: don't know. Um, or want, (laughs) um, but no, so you, all right, so you have these years of experience and stuff Mm -hmm. and you work for this, how long were you at the last company that you worked with?
2: uh second time around six years
1: so you worked with them before
2: oh yeah i couldn't get enough
1: couldn't get enough <laughs> and when you what point did you was it like i can't do this okay
2: so um probably five years ago is when i had that epiphany so i guess 20 the end of 2012 it's when I had, when I started basically working for this company and I went in as a freelancer, um, they needed someone there just for a couple of weeks and I was like, okay, great. I'll do this for a couple of weeks and then I'm going to brainstorm and figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. So I knew I wanted to embark on some sort of entrepreneurial thing, whether it was real estate, whether it was, uh, styling. Cause I have like a wardrobe styling background too. So I was just I like, can okay, tell, by thank the you, way. thank you, my <laughs> 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 but no, um, so yeah, I was uh went into this position thinking short term, and they knew it. I was just like, I am not here for the long haul. I did that before, I had to take a year hiatus after that was over just to kind of get back to being myself. Um, because a little me, you know, you sell your soul a little bit, yeah. You know? When and- you
1: work like that, you do, yeah. When you do, right? I trust me, I know, yeah. And when
2: you have no boundaries, that's not good. Mm-hmm. That's, I feel like. Sometimes those bigger companies, and not to knock them, they thrive on people that have no boundaries and they take advantage. Or then... people
1: that are like single or people that don't have kids or, right. or you yep. know, that don't have obligations yep. like that. I completely get that. So... This past year has been like that for me too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, um, was working for them for a few weeks and then I was like, Hey, when's the contract over? Because I've got some other things I need to do. And they're like, well, we have this full-time position available and we would really like for you to be the person for us. And I'm like... No, that's no, that's not what I want. (laughs) You know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm thinking about doing some other things. And so they were pretty persistent. And then they waved the big fat carrot in front of me. Yeah. And then the negotiation started, which I definitely negotiated. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I was like, okay. I'll stick it out for two years. I'll stick it out for two years and then I'll create my master plan of like my exit strategy and what I'm going to do. So from the moment I started there, I was thinking about how am I going to leave? Yeah. Which is kind of Not a good way to start a job. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Anyway, so I did that, um, 2013 started and then the big post-it notes in my apartment started to go up and like I write everything on post-it notes. I'm that like type A crazy person. So I started to write, like, finances and, like, exit strategy and what is this this thing that I actually wanted to do and why did I want to do it, which is the most important thing. So um, I would say, like, my biggest reason for, again, wanting to kind of leave the environment that I was in, I just found, like, as a creative person, it was really stifling for me. Um, You have a lot of opinions in the room and a lot of people that don't understand what you do and don't want to understand and then the big E word, like egos, like they're just egos. Like <laughs> it was, yeah. it was really difficult to deal with that. Um, I mean, I certainly have an ego too, but I can put it in check sometimes. So, um, anyway, yeah. So it just started creating a plan around what does it look like to leave and what am I going to do next?
1: So. Yeah. So let me ask, when you say the word ego, mm-hmm. like naturally when you say ego, I think of men um was this we all have an ego yeah we all have an ego <laughs> but I think about it when you're in these like situations where you've got like you know people that have different ideas for how something has to go in the room right. did you ever find it and this is just me being curious did you ever find it like as a woman did you ever find any type of like did you feel that need to like kind of Prove yourself again and all. You were like a team lead, right? I was, yeah. I yeah. was the
2: uh, team lead for one of the creative groups there. Um, yeah, so it was. It was always really interesting, like when you came to the table with like a concept or or something like that and you're presenting it to people that don't understand what you do again the marketing creative side of it and you have salespeople, you have product people you have vps in the room and you're trying to sell your story to them and then the why and so what i learned quickly is that it couldn't be about me and like my passion around the artwork that we were creating it really had to be about like the people that were going to be using this at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so I had to speak to them in that way, which was completely fine. You know, it's just like, I think that being in that environment taught me that, yes, I was creative, but I also had to have a business side to me and I had to speak to them in their language yeah. Now, you know,
1: when you say that you mean like numbers at all, like
2: sometimes numbers and then know. sometimes like talk about end user, like who was the person that was actually going to be touching that product at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day. And most likely it wasn't going to be the people that were sitting in that room, you yeah. know, so we were targeting a certain market. And uh, so I would typically like do a lot of research and then come to the table with um, what, what I would say, like my little ducks in a row. And I felt like I needed to do that. Uh, for a few reasons. I was the only woman in the group most of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I had to prove my point and I had to make sure I was coming from a place that was substantial. Like it was proof. It was, we did research behind it. This is the reason why we're coming to this conclusion. So, um, and a lot of the times it would get rejected be like, eh, I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to do that. I like this color better. And you know, so they would do things. And so that was really difficult for me because it's just like,
1: well, because you just created something, yeah, and, then and they I just
2: build a serious case for you, <laughs> yeah, and then they
1: just say, "I don't like the color, right? I don't like that, or one. just something yeah.
2: ridiculous, and um, or they wouldn't think about the like people and the people that were actually using the product and like how they because f- it's all like product is all about like how it makes you feel at the end of the day and your experience yeah. with it. So, um, we were trying to kind of send that message, you know, out. So, yeah. so every time I would present, it would be that way. And I got to tell you, the first stages of when I was working there. It was absolutely nerve wracking. Like, I was not used to presenting to that many people and that many men.
1: How many people were there in the room that you were presenting to?
2: Um, at any given time, I mean, it would be as little as five, and then as many as twenty five. So, yeah. when, when and you, you
1: have the complete floor, the, you know, the so floor. everyone is literally stopped and they are looking and listening to everything right. that you say. And you
2: and people, their attention span. I mean, we don't have a very you know big attention span, so you've got to capture them really fast and. Make eye contact. Like I learned all of these interesting techniques and it made me a little less nervous as time went on. But, um, yeah.
1: Did you take any classes or anything on techniques
2: like that? So I, uh, about 10 years ago I did a Toastmasters, but honestly that did not help me. Oh. I, uh, I think with speaking in front of people and getting comfortable with it is knowing your stuff at the end of the day and what you're presenting confidence you have to have it and don't let them knock you down. And if they uh, disagree with you, you can diplomatically do that and just be okay with it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, never let them see you sweat, as cliche as that may sound, but I do yeah. think there is something to that.
1: You always be like, I know what I'm talking about and I'm here and this right. is what I'm going to do. I, but not I,
2: arrogant. But not arrogant. Because they don't like arrogant women in that type of environment. Oh, my God. <laughs> they don't know what to do with someone like that.
1: I'm like, well, who's that? Um, <laughs>
2: I mean, I certainly have You're like, tendency. I'm that bitch. I mean, I'm from the Bronx, so, so it comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: No, I always wanted to take, like, an improv class or something. Like, I feel like that would help, like, maybe be on the feed or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And when you go to improv class websites, that's, like, the number one thing that they advertise. Yeah. Like, it's really funny. <clears throat> A friend of mine and I were going to do it, and I was like, I need to get better at public speaking, you know? Mm-hmm. like. Um, I need to be better at like kind of being quick on my head, which I already, I already think that I am. And so you go to these improv websites and they're like, take an improv class. It'll improve this, this, that, you know, just from like business standpoint. And I'm like, maybe I should do something like that. I don't know. I think
2: that would be interesting. I probably should do that too. I think that'd be interesting.
1: And it could be fun.
2: Yeah. Um, I think the one thing also it was that I, I feel like I became skilled at was like reading the room I could tell the people that were not interested. I could tell the people that were taking it in were receptive. Um, I could tell the people that didn't want to be there from the very beginning and didn't want to hear anything I had to say. So mm-hmm. really quickly kind of just by people's body language started to understand who, who am I really talking to at the end of the day? Who yeah. Really gives a shit, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not all of them did. So, yeah.
1: Um, so let's talk about, you mentioned you're from the Bronx. I am. So where, where, <laughs> um, oh my god no i almost messed up i was like jenny from the black wait is she from the bronx She is. yeah okay um so is uh cardi b
2: she yes Yes, okay she is um (laughs) (laughs) but
1: um so backing it up um you're you're from the bronx so like your family's there like what's that like like you what's growing up you're from new york city obviously that's Mm -hmm. the bronx yep I'm assuming, unless there's another one, nope, like the Bronx, <laughs> Connecticut, or something. Um,
2: and it's not short for um, Brooklyn, which I get that a lot. Sometimes I'm like, wow,
1: <laughs> is that? And that's not <laughs> that's it. Special, at all. no. <laughs> um, so what? What's it like growing up? Like somebody who's like creative, like you are. Uh-huh. Like you grew up, and how did New, did New York City like have like a big impact on that of like creativity? Or I mean, you're around so many different yeah. people. I think like so many different cultures, ethnicities, like. Um, Types of people, like creative yeah. people, angry people. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, does that have any type of impact on, like, how you approach the world or how you approach, like, the business world?
2: Hmm. Um, you know what I think the one thing about New York and New Yorkers is uh, their direct nature. And that is something that I love and I value. And I, and I feel like I, I am that way. And I hope that I am that way a little bit more diplomatically and a little yeah. harsh. I mean, sometimes it could be harsh, depending on you know, the situation, but yeah, I would say the direct nature, uh, so being in the South and working in those types of environments where I'm in a more corporate environment and I'm working with people that are from here it's just they don't understand that sometimes and it, it's very off-putting and I've had a lot of feedback around that too so which oh, is yeah. always really interesting they definitely let you know Yeah, that they're like I don't
1: like that and
2: it's just like you know that's just what you get with me mm-hmm. <laughs> well I mean I think so. also
1: like southern like people that are from like the American South typically think that like people are being rude when they're being direct
2: right yeah. Um
1: I know I've like felt that way before and I've had to tell myself I'm like they're not being rude like I've had certain clients that come into mm-hmm. the restaurant that I work at And they're real heavy New Yorkers and they're just I need this and I need that. And you know, I'm just like, okay. My first reaction is like, okay, bitch. Well, (laughs) you can hold on. And then I have to like tell myself, and I'm like, they're not, like, they're not trying to be rude. They're just very direct about what they're saying.
2: I want this, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um
1: Which is I think like, you know, and in theory, I'm like, that's a great way to be. I wish everyone was like that. Mm -hmm. But then when you have people in the South who are just like hey sugar um can you bring can you please bring me like you know x y and z yeah. thank you so much and then you got someone like a, another person who's like hey yo i need a coffee
2: <laughs> i mean it's not that extreme <laughs> no i'm no, i'm kidding
1: i'm kidding but that might have been a little exaggerated know, on both ends but um but no so and that you have like that that, that directness about you but i yeah. think also there had to be a good amount of people who value that who i think
2: there are and um yeah, I mean, and for the ones that don't, I do try to soften that. Again, I try to gauge my audience, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to turn anyone off either. But yeah. I also can't change who I am completely. So, yeah. but I'm willing to alter certain things if I need to. Well,
1: it's like me. Um, I, I can, you know, pretend to be X, Y, and Z depending yeah. on who they are. Sure. But like at some point, you have to realize I can't, I can or cannot deal with sure.
2: something. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I think also my mom too, growing up with Maxine, she was, you know, single parent, two daughters, and she raised us to literally be tomboys and -hmm. just like, take care of yourself, you know, always. And, you know, we were very self-sufficient at a very early age because we had to be. So, um, very direct woman, always like no nonsense kind of parenting. And I gotta say, I, I so appreciate that. Because I don't deal with that in my life today. Like, when I see that, I'm like, yeah, just get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I always, she would always say to me too, like, just, uh, you know, don't be afraid to say no to something. Yeah. And no, that's it. No, that's the end of the sentence. Like, no, period, the end. That
1: is, you know what? And I think that is, that is a skill. Mm-hmm. And that is an underrated skill that people don't talk about enough. Is right. And the word you said earlier, like, boundaries. Right. Um. It's so hard sometimes for people to have boundaries Mm -hmm. um that's so weird I've been hearing that word so much recently like my neighbor is a therapist yeah and so a lot of times she's like well you know boundaries are really important and I so it's she was just talking about that the other day
2: (laughs) well I've had a life coach for the past 10 years so we talk about boundaries quite a bit
1: all the time all the time yeah see and that is something that is a skill of being able to say no I'm Mm -hmm. not doing that or you know no I'm not doing this unless I'm compensated for it you know
2: (laughs) you know just like
1: being able to be like that's you know, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. And to say no.
2: Yeah. It's just, Um, you know, caring about yourself and having integrity and being true to that. I I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
1: I don't, yeah, Yeah. I don't think so either. In Mm -hmm. fact, I think that it's completely right. Yeah. And also just more people need to learn how to do it, Yeah, they <laughs> you know, do. Yeah. My, and I'm mainly talking about myself when I say that. It's
2: tough. We live in a world of yes men that you know, yeah. compromise a lot of who they are.
1: Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, I have the time. I'll do it. I mm-hmm. guess, you know, whatever. And then yeah. you don't realize like what that does to you, you know, in the long run. I had a full on like mental breakdown at work like <laughs> last month. I, I had like four off days last month. Okay. And this is what got me so interested in, like, wanting to talk to you, mm-hmm. was because I was, a, like, I knew about your story of kind of, like, being in this corporate world and then just deciding to have, like, a complete career change, yep. which we're going to talk about in just a second. Okay. I just wanted to get, like, the career, the corporate world kind of laid out. Yep. Um. And so I kind of had, like, an experience last month where I was, I overworked myself. Yep. You know, I just agreed to a lot of things. I said, yes, 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 I'll do that. Yes, I'll come in. Yes, I'll do whatever. And then I got to a point, like, right at the end of the month where I was, like, having a mental breakdown. (laughs) And I literally, like, if I wasn't on so much Prozac, I probably would have cried. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) But if anyone's on Prozac, they know that it, like, shuts your tears off. Right. So, like, it kills that emotion. (laughs) But, um, but no, like, and I got to a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then I remember, like, kind of walking out and then you would come in, like, the next day. Uh And so I was like, oh, my God, she was somebody who couldn't do it anymore either. Yeah. And then I realized that I was way burnt out. I feel like you went out. through
2: the motions with me.
1: I went through the – yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and it's funny because I remember when you would, like, come in and stuff and you would you, – you would come in and you would – because your company was very close to, like, the restaurant right. that, like, I manage, our work out. Mm-hmm. And so you would come in and just be like, I, is anyone here? Like <laughs> – that works at like my office oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like I think you're good I was like an
2: addict I needed my afternoon beer Your just afternoon to like wash beer. my sorrows away <laughs> yeah I know and then I
1: just remember you talking about like I just you know I just I'm, I'm I've got to do this and I've got to get I've, basically I've got to get to point b mm-hmm. and I'm stuck at point a right and that's what I like the whole purpose of like Of like talking about this topic is I think that everybody gets so caught up on point on like getting to point B that either they don't know how to get there, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: they don't have like they're not willing to step out of their comfort zone to get there, right? And which is the biggest thing I think, yeah. Or they just they're just they're like I feel like I'm in either financial slump or like for Mm -hmm. some reason I cannot leave where I'm at,
0: yeah.
1: Um. So with that said, what did what was kind of you? First off, did you have that point where you're like, I'm done? Did you have that point? Oh, gosh,
2: I feel like I've had that point like so many times. times. No, way more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I literally would go home crying sometimes. And yeah. I'm a pretty strong person at work, but I would go home and I'm just like, it's so, people are so mean to each other in that kind of environment. And, yeah. um, you know, they they don't, it's a lot, a lot of disrespect and a lot of shitty things that go down there and very, um, you know, um, You've got the people that are going to lift you up, which aren't very many in that environment. Yeah. And you've got the ones that are just like, you know, they're gunning for your position. However they can take you out, they're going to. Like, it's that way. Yeah. And, Is and it kind of like a cause... smiley
1: thing? Like, hi, how are you? It's, but then it's... they definitely are like, I will do anything to get her Absolutely. out of her position because I yeah. want it.
2: So it's it's weird. It was weird for me. And that was just too much. And so it didn't align with why I want to do things. You know what I mean? Like, I was, yeah. I'm a big traveler. I love to travel. And I was just, you know, when I was thinking about leaving in 2013, I was creating that plan. Um, you know, I was working with my coach at the time and she was just like, you need to like, why are you doing this? Is it money? Um, is it freedom? Like, what is it exactly? And then also like kind of help me map out what a day in the life looks like of someone that is no longer in this environment and you're living the life that you want to live or doing the thing that you really want to do. So I was like, oh, okay. So I thought about it, and I was just like, so for me, it is freedom and flexibility. So um, I need to know that I'm in control of my schedule. You know, I'm making my appointments. I'm setting up my life, and I'm pretty organized like that anyway, so I'm capable of doing those things. Um, And discipline, that's another big thing. So... um, yeah, it was, that was my why. It was just the, the freedom to do what I wanted to do. And if I wanted to go to, uh, I don't know, Miami for like two days in the middle of the week and just plan it, like I can do that. Yeah. So for me, there's something to that that's very exciting and I want to live my life that way. So, but, you know, before I get to those stages, cause I'm not there yet, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, you know, cause now I'm in a completely new industry and there are certainly, you know, ups and downs that come along with that and lots of new things to learn. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So
1: you're in real estate. I'm now in real estate, yeah. yes.
2: So, but uh, but just to to your point, you were asking me um, you know, what was my breaking point or you know, the yeah. last straw. Um, I would say probably <laughs> I shared this yesterday with some girls. We were having drinks and they were like in disbelief. Um, it was the last week I was at my the my last employer. And After
1: you had already like put in the 2 weeks notice or anything?
2: Oh no, I'll get to that.
1: Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> uh <Uh-oh>. Anyway, <Tea. laughs> is there tea to be spilled? So,
2: okay, it was last March, uh, so March of 2018. My birthday was March 19th, so I normally take a few days off around my birthday. So I took 4 days off and um but, but it, I and I put in for those t- that time off. But prior to that, like right before I left for my vacation, I had a review. It was my, you know, 6 month review, whatever. And so the way reviews work in that type of environment is like, it's collective, like you are getting, or my manager would be getting feedback from my colleagues and peers about me and my performance. And then I come in and I tell stories about, or not tell stories, just, you know, basically document, you know, what I've done over the past six months and how great I am and all this other junk, you know, just like to to back things up. Yeah. So uh, they had these core values that they would talk about and she went down the list of the core values and... I'm I'm not an A student, but I always get a good review. Like I know when I need to shine and when when I can slack off. And so this was a new boss, and we didn't really love each other (laughs) the last year that I was there. And um, she said to me, she's just like, you know, Jessica, I think you need improvement. She's like, you, um, when it comes to entrepreneurial spirit, she's just like, I really think you need to work on that. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to choke the bitch out. Like, yeah. I was like, "Are you crazy?" Like, I literally sat there and I did this snarky laugh that I do when I think someone's totally full of shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: I <laughs> sorry, do the same. Sorry, thing. now I'm swearing a bunch. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> like i got so fired up because she knew that I, I had my license. She knew I was doing other things and. And, and then everyone... In like the, you, were,
1: you were becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like
2: I already was actually. And um, and then even inside the building, like where I was working, like I was taking on Habitat for Humanity projects. I was doing all this extra because I really enjoyed doing that. So someone that isn't an entrepreneur, they're not going to be doing things like that. You know what I mean? Like there's just like, take me home. I don't want to do anything. I'll just collect my paycheck at the end. And I was not that person. So that was really frustrating. And I thought to myself, okay, you have a decision to make. It, you cut the cord now um, because now you're working for someone that is, again, just kind of holding you back and, and yeah. it, you're never going to get anywhere with this person as your superior. And and I didn't want to fight it, you know? Yeah. So I went home. I thought for four days. Um, the strategy was not to leave that early, but I did. And so I just called in and, and I said, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking. And I have two weeks left of vacation and then I would like to take those as my as my exit, you know, and yeah. um or as my notice, I should say. And so they were like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but you know what? It was scary, and I sold my house in the same week, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, lots of like life-changing decisions in one week. Um but I don't regret it at all. I mean, kind of miss the money a little bit. Yeah. But I don't regret it at all.
1: But you I mean you can't buy happiness. So, <clears throat> yeah. so it it's
2: Wanna be a little bit. So
1: they well, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I just completely lied. Yeah, literally.
2: Let's be real here. Like, if I can buy first, a first class ticket to
1: Paris, that's happiness, right? Um. So, so this late, you come in and you're like, superiors telling you, like, you know, do you feel like she was being like facetious at all? Maybe, or she no. was trying to get under your skin. No, no, she no, no. she genuinely like, beloved that
2: thing. Yeah. So well. So again, I will never know what she genuinely thought and what her thoughts were. I know that there was some weirdness when she came into her position and um, how she came into the position. So um, so again, if you're coming into a position in an office and you've never done that or have never done anything around, like she didn't know much about the creative field, but yeah. she was promoted and that was great for her. Um, but she also did not take that opportunity to get to know about it. It was like, I think you people come in and they're either going to be like a bull in a china shop and just like, well, I don't know, really know what's going on, but I'm going to like take over and be in charge and be the boss and not know anything. Yeah. Or they're the people that observe and sit back, learn, and then they have an, you know, approach the business. Good, good
1: managerial skills. I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she chose the first option. Mm-hmm. And. For me, I wasn't, I, I I was so perplexed. I was like, how am I working for someone like this? Like, she doesn't even know what we do. Yeah. So it was, it was tough. So I would say that last year was the most challenging year there for me because of the personalities and because of that. But if I could say anything to her today, I would just say thank you.
1: Because. Thank if you for being. Because if she hadn't said that, you would still, you think you would still. I wouldn't
2: still be there, but. but I you would have stayed I, made longer. It. I legitimately pray every day for just if I don't need to be in this situation, take me out of it. Yeah. Like rip the bandaid off, like just show me quickly so that I can move on with my life. And I will take that as a sign or whatever As you know, as new agey as that might sound, but that's just the way that I think. And so I would pray on it and I would just be like, I'm so miserable here, but please just give me like when it's time to leave, just leave. And and for me, that was it. I was like, there's just no, <laughs> there's no hope. There's no room mm-hmm. here to grow. There's no room here to be great and yeah. I think everyone is great and you just need to kind of figure out what that is and where you're going to thrive and that is not where I was thriving yeah,
1: yeah. and so it took that and that was that push and you said you and you thought for four days
2: four days those the longest four days and, I drank a lot that week
1: <laughs> and then you and then you call in so what's it like this is just me wondering <laughs> what's it like calling them saying I'm not coming back oh
2: my god well okay Were you Um, nervous
1: or were you like
2: um, I threw up right before Oh really yeah so the guy I was dating I was telling him and he I felt like he had gone through this whole process with me Yeah so he's just like you're fine You're awesome You're gonna do things in your life He's just like it's this is not the last stop For you so just you know be a big girl Put your big girl pants on and just You know be diplomatic say thank you And move the fuck on Yeah. And so I did
1: and you did. And then that has to be, is that like the biggest feeling of relief? Like, did you feel the I weight come off after. your shoulders? But <laughs>
2: no, was, it was...
1: A good, was it a good throw up?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was legitimately sick to my stomach for like two full days after that. Yeah. Because it's so life changing. It's just like, oh my God, I just and gave away. And you're just away. like, what am I going to
1: do? Yeah. Right. Like you, you really did, took that lead.
2: Yeah. I'm just like, I just, everything that I have worked for in my entire life is now not there. I chose this to be happier okay like I'm sure I'll see the happiness soon <laughs>
1: yeah it'll be there at yeah. some point so
2: now I mean it's full-on like and so I'm it's like, here now yeah I'm doing backflips and cartwheels yeah so <laughs> but
1: so when you because you studied and you got your real estate license I did yes um what was it about real estate okay. like specifically that okay. got what well, I was interested in you well I mean I can tell you that I shouldn't really ask that question because I think I get it. Like I watch I, like HGTV and like <laughs> I like will literally look at apartments that I can't afford. Right. And just I think I told you that I the think other we day. Talked about yeah. This. No, I have screenshots on my phone of like houses that I like that are like. Yeah way like not yeah. even possible Look, it's like but a vision I, board yeah i, I literally it, yeah. took screenshots and i had the entire house in case it sells so That's i'm awesome. like i'm gonna keep the pictures so i can see yeah. the house no
2: it's visualization yeah and
1: i told you yeah. I, I drove there was this one house i was looking at and i drove past it like three times ah. <laughs> this is like $850,000 house yep. and i'm like i drove past it like three times and i'm like mm-hmm that's pretty. Yeah. And like for no reason, good you know. It could be yours, yeah. Um, so I I... <laughs> I know think a great I, realtor. A good real, a good <laughs> real realtor.
2: Realtor. <laughs> so I...
1: So what was it about real estate for you that got you into it?
2: Um, Okay. I had a friend. I met her three years ago. And she's one of the top performers in the office that I'm at now. She's awesome. She... She had a similar story to me. She left corporate America at yeah. the same age. And she was like, I was done with analyzing and reanalyzing nonsense or whatever. And I would sit with her and we would talk about the industry. And she's like, I think you'd be really good at it. And so what I did with her is that I took like, like six months. We would meet for breakfast. And I would just pick her brain about the industry just to understand if I was really suited for it. Now, she answered a lot of my questions. She was awesome about it. Gave me so much feedback, but I saw her she's killing it. Like she does, she does amazing, you know what yeah. I mean? And her, her business is all referral-based. It's grown over the years. And so when I saw that, um, it's not all about money, but if your earning potential can triple from what you're making in your six-figure job, I'm down for that. Yeah. So, And I know that this industry is the type of industry that where that can happen, but you've got to be exceptional, and there's a lot of not so exceptional realtors out there. So mm-hmm. it's um so my job today is like, how do I make myself exceptional in a place where it's highly saturated? You know? Yeah. So
1: so for you to stand out, yeah, in in a in a way, and I think I think that you totally could.
2: Thanks, babe. And I'm not even like <laughs>
1: like blowing smoke or anything, like, I totally think you could, um because you've got one of those personalities that's just like instantly relatable. Thank you. Yeah. Um and so. I, I th- just think that that's hard to find,
2: mm-hmm. you yeah, know,
1: sure. it's, it really is like somebody that you just naturally see and you're like, I don't, I've only talked to you for like three minutes, but I, I like this person, Yeah, you know, I don't want to get to know this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so get, so getting into real estate, mm-hmm. you mentioned to me a while ago that like, it's like, it takes like a good amount of time before you can actually start making money off of it. Yes. So Again, what's, what's that like? Did you go through that time? Like while you weren't mm-hmm. working like with the company you were with? Yeah.
2: Um, so I think for every realtor, it's different. Again, I know people in their first year sold $8 million worth of real estate and you know, that's a really good living, you know, I mean, that's awesome. And they were doing it part time. So I just think, uh, I have not had that, uh, yet. So it'll be a full year, March, I think the 18th or something like that. Um, that I've been doing it, doing it with the brokerage that I'm with. So I haven't had that yet, but it's interesting it's a, an it's interesting because i think it's about your network how you work the network that you have yeah there's a lot of different like strategies and things that people do some people are cold callers and they call like random people and they have success with that and then there are other people that are just like they just work with the network of people that they have and referral based um, there are people that knock doors, so I think the first year for me was trying to figure out what works and what feels good to me. Like, because, what's your method? Yeah, yeah. because you know, I, I had coaching, professional coaching last year, and they would always say the same thing to me, and I just remember just feeling like crap when I get a phone because I'm just like, wait, that's not what I want to do. I don't, yeah. I don't want to call random people that I don't know and have them hang up on me or have them yeah. say you're the eleventh agent to call me today. So that there's nothing. There's nothing that feels good about that. I'm not selling the house, me.
1: bitch. Can you stop calling yes. me? And it's <laughs> and it's not
2: a knock against people that use that strategy. It's just, I think you just need to know what works for you. Yeah. Um, and again, I, it goes back to like why I'm doing this. Like I'm going to do something that makes me happy, makes me feel good, and makes other people happy. And uh, and I want to be genuine about my communication too. So it can't be this fake you know, like I want to sell your house, and I'm better than so and so. Yeah, oh, I don't really know if I am better than like so-and-so. a huge <laughs>
1: billboard, and like there's billboards, like on 75, and they're like smiling. They're like, "Let me sell your house," right? You and know? you'll
2: never see that person again in your life. Yeah, no, Mm-mm. you'll never actually meet them. So no. uh, I think we all know who we're talking about. But
1: um, no shade, no shade.
2: Uh, teasing. Did I uh, spill
1: the tea on my closet?
2: <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> So, um, yes, yeah, so that's the first year it, for me was about learning, learning to be patient, uh, kind of learning the ups and downs. So I will say when I was talking to that other agent a few years ago that was kind of guiding me and she, I was asking her a bunch of questions, um, I was asking her questions about the business. Now, when you're not making the money that you're used to making when people are not calling you back, when your friends are not using you, because that happens.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> a
2: lot. <laughs> so, you know, because you're new, you're totally new to an industry and there's that level of trust that's not there. So it's, um, you know, you just want to sit and like cry on your couch. You know, there's yeah. a lot of ups and downs. And um, so I have been learning to kind of manage that and let them roll off my back a little bit more you know, I do, you know, a little pep talk and, um, it's like, it's okay. Yeah. And it really isn't a reflection of me. It's just, it just is what it is at that point. So, yeah. so I think this year is more about, you know, uh, a little bit more of a focused way of, uh, marketing to the people that I really want to have as my clients, Yeah, you know, and just really identifying who that person is and knowing that they're going to enjoy working with me. It's going to be a mutual, you know, Yeah, Uh, we're gonna mutually enjoy it, and then I could truly be able to help them with what they're looking for. So yeah,
1: yeah. So that when when people talk about like real estate and like passion real estate, like is that like is that like the main passion there? Which is like I can I can work with you and help you because finding a home is like
2: such a big deal. deal. It is a big deal.
1: It's a really big deal, especially for like a first time home buyer. I think
2: totally or like
1: a last time home buyer. Mm -hmm. You know it. Like, you want to find something that it's like, this is exactly what I want. And you walk in and you don't have to sacrifice anything that, you know, right. you want. And you're like, this is what I want. Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: it's, um, I will say a couple of years ago when I bought my first home, I, the agent that I had, she was awesome. And what made her awesome for me, and I started to take note, I was like, oh, I like what she does, like her approach. She was extremely honest with me. Uh, you know, she gave me a checklist and she was just like all right, pick the 10 things you you absolutely have to have and then cut that list in half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? That's probably what you're going to get. And mm-hmm. so for like the price range that I was in, and she was kind of funny, but she was also honest with me. And yeah. I really appreciated that. And um, there was just a ver- an ease about her um, that I really liked. And she was on top of it. Like there wasn't a phone call that she missed. You know, She was always in touch with me. And, and that meant a I lot. I hate
1: that when you can't. Not not that I love that, but yeah. like when, when you when you need to speak with someone and you can't get into contact with them, right? Exactly. Especially when you're like they're providing a service for you, right? You know, exactly. Um, so yeah, to always be available is like a really important thing. I think.
2: it is. Yeah. Um,
1: do you have? I just want to like to round this up a little bit. Let, okay. So, compared to Jessica when she was working in the corporate world, okay, and Jessica now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what are Think, what is like the difference in your like daily schedule like how to com- compare those two okay. like yeah and I know you were unhappy in the corporate world right but like what 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 are, the, what are those two people like like how, how how is Jessica as a friend in the corporate world mm-hmm. versus how is Jessica in a friend now
2: oh wow I, th- I would say that when I was in the corporate world I was definitely the friend that was sobbing on the couch like yeah. oh my god what do I do now like where's the ice cream <laughs> oh <my God>. right <laughs> Um,
1: like eating all the cookie dough out of the ice cream.
2: So I would say Jessica now, um, because I now understand just for business and personal, like cultivating the relationships that I have are so important for so many reasons. I'm, I'm a lot more intentional about them. So I'm a lot more intentional about who I spend my time with. Uh, I have also done process of elimination with people in my life last year where it's like. Look, I don't know if that really fits me, and I don't know if that really lifts me and it makes yeah. me feel good at the end of the day, and um, or we're not in complete alignment with certain things, and it feels bad talking to them. So I just yeah. kind of, you know, put them to the side for a little while. Shit, I need
1: to do that. I'm yeah. like thinking, I'm like, okay, it's, X A B Z a b and z. Purge like, sometimes
2: yeah, yeah. To save yourself, <laughs> yeah, and um, and just surround yourself with people that are truly like making it happen. You know, uh, I have so my my friend group today very successful people in it that are no-nonsense, they get it done, no excuses, they have families, and they are killing it. Yeah. Those are my people, right? And then, you know, I've got my people that are on their way there, but... And even, like, some, like, my younger friends, you know, they're just ambitious, and they've got, like, a, a fire in their belly kind of thing. hmm Those are my people.
1: And that's one thing, so, yeah. yeah, that you... Well, I mean, I think it's important, too, to, like, be around people that, you know, you want to be like, which I think that's so important. It totally is. And it's – I have people, too, because, like, I have, like, you know, goals and dreams and, you know, whatever. That (laughs) whole thing that everybody has um, that I think – you know, somebody said something to me, like, one time we were talking about kind of, like, having, like, goals and dreams and stuff. And um, I said, you know, I just want this to happen and that to happen. And she was like, um, I'm I'm really, like – that's really good that you have those dreams and it's really good that you can share that with people, but it's equally as important to not share that with people that don't need to hear that Mm -hmm. or they don't need to be a part of that, you know? And, you know, so it's like, I've, I've kind of gotten to a point to where I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to tell everybody what my goals and dreams are, you know, because a lot of times you'll get that negative feedback Mm -hmm. or you'll get somebody who thinks that they know how you should do it, you know? And Mm -hmm. and I think only you can know how to do it. Yeah. Um, Yeah,
2: you'll get a lot of feedback that you don't want to hear. Like when I was leaving and wanting to do this, I got a lot of interesting comments from friends. Oh well, you can do it because you don't have kids, and you can do it because you're not married, and you can do. And I'm like, whatever. I'm like, grow a set. If you want to do it, do it too. You know what I mean? Like, show your kids that. You know, you can do your own thing, and that you don't have to be a slave to someone else's system or whatever. Yeah. So, say it so that way. <laughs> what would your be?
1: No, you're completely right. What yeah. What would be like your advice to someone who's going through that that mindset of like I can't do this at my job anymore? I don't want to do it. Like I, I yeah. don't want to do this. I'm miserable. I've been miserable for years. I feel like I'm stuck. You literally feel like you're in a hole. Yeah. And I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, like to feel like you're absolutely stuck.
2: Yeah. Um, set a plan. Even if you're not a planner, make a plan of an exit strategy and make it be thoughtful, like what's going to best suit you. So if it's a financial plan and you've got to be somewhere or have something in the bank by a certain time, stick it out, suck it up and, 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 but have a date in mind. So like for me, it was a specific date that I had in mind and I was working towards that. Yeah. And then what are all the steps in between that's going to get you to that place? Um, so one of the biggest things that I did before I left my former employer, I wanted to be debt free. So I wanted to not have credit card debt. Um, I wanted to eliminate. What's that like? No, I'm it is amazing, by the way, and it is possible, and it's not a weird thing because I have people look at me sideways too when I say that, and I'm and like, like what? whatever. <laughs> and American was, Express loves me. That was very important to me mm-hmm. um, because I was really bad with my money for so long. So um, I took what, two years prior to me leaving. I took a Dave Ramsey course, and I remember sitting in this room, and it was. Mostly couples in the room. I think there were two single ladies, me and this other woman. And we each had to go around the room and tell them why they were, we were there, how much debt we were in. So you had to be completely transparent. Yeah. And so, the, you know, would not be embarrassed about it. And, uh, and then tell them what your goal was and how you're going to get to that goal. So yeah. we did that. And when they went around the room. There was a couple. There was, they had a lot of health issues. God bless. Like They, they were in a bad way. I think all together, like they made like maybe $40,000 and, but they were tackling their debt and I had so much respect for them for doing that. Yeah. And I'm sitting here with my little six figure salary. Like yeah. what? I had nothing to show for it.
1: Well, did you know I was going to say, did you have that? I can the, only, the first thing I think of is like, all right, no, everyone tell us your debt, blah, blah, blah. And then like, everyone's like, okay, okay. And then it gets to that one person who's like, I'm like $2,000 in debt. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up, Karen. Like go home. Yeah. Like, come on. So, um, yeah.
2: So, but it, but it took me two years to get out of debt completely. And I got to say, the day that I got out of debt, it was a happy dance in my living room. Yeah. Um, it was a really good feeling. And my credit score shot up, by the way. <laughs> I, had a,
1: um, I had a couple uh, in the restaurants that came in one day, and they were, like, drinking, like, champagne and stuff. Yeah. And, they, and I asked them, I was like, are you guys celebrating anything? And they're like, Yeah. And I said, what are you celebrating? And they're like, we just paid off our house. Um, and I was like, oh yeah. And they were like, yeah. So we're like completely debt free now. That's awesome. And I was like, how long did that take you? And they were like, oh, like 20 years, Yeah. Well, you know,
2: it depends on not, how much well, not, debt you're in. Not just right?
1: paying off the house, you know, yeah. but like, I, I guess a combination of all the other things. Yeah. And they were just, they were so happy. Yeah. And so I gave them a free dessert. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't do much, but I can do that. That's nice. um, yeah. But no, yeah. So it was really sweet. And, and, you know, and the guy said to me, he's like one day, you know. You're, you're going to be, you're going to have this similar experience, you mm-hmm, know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't understand it. I was like 21, mm-hmm, 20 yeah. at the time. And so I was like, okay, yeah. But I, it's like, I kind of, I'm starting to comprehend that now oh, you yeah. know, of it's, like what it means. So
2: free. Well, it, again, it goes back to the freedom for me. Yeah. Like there is major freedom and not being tied down to debt. You know, I'm not going to say that I don't use my credit cards today, but I use them a lot differently than I used to. Yeah. Like there is never a balance at the end of the month. Like I just always like pay it off. And yeah. Um. That must be nice. Yeah. So you know, he would Dave Ramsey, and I'm not trying to go into all that too much. It's not paid. (laughs) And I love him, by the way. So. (laughs) He would um he would always say, in order to live like no other, you have to live like no other. So make those small sacrifices for the greater things later in life. And then also just, like, really understanding how to live within your means. So many people don't. And it's, like, super extravagant and all this other junk. Um, And, look, I love fashion and I love stuff, but I actually don't have a lot of things. The things I have are quality, and I love those things. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, that was another thing. I had to kind of stop buying things that I didn't need and it's just like, if I'm not, if I'm bringing it into my home and it's not adding any sort of value at all, mm-hmm. then I don't need it. Yeah. So that kind of helped me with the spending part and then mm-hmm. grading, to, getting to the goal eventually to pay off the debt and then leave the place I needed to leave and then start this new life.
1: Yeah. So you're, so, so in other words, like your little, your little bad habits are hindering you from the long term goal. Yes, like the coffee yeah.
2: habits, like all of those things I had to eliminate so I'm really actually good at living bare bones. I also grew up poor too. So that's probably yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter That gives you like me. a hindsight. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. I live fine now. I'm totally fine. And then I can do what I want. But, um, but I could also live with not a whole lot. So yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's, that's a good yeah. trait to have. <laughs> um, especially like with, with like consumerism and everything, like, like yeah. Instagram and all that people are like, mm-hmm. I just have to have everything. Oh yeah.
2: Um,
1: But anyways, Jessica, thank you for sitting down and talking with me. Absolutely. This has been like really, really informative. I've always like wanted the full story. Okay. (laughs) Like I've always wanted the tea. Mm -hmm. And so like, I love that we've been able to like sit down and talk about this. And also like the main thing is like, I feel like if anybody is in that position of like, I cannot do this, Mm -hmm. like it is possible. And it's cool because I'm like, I'm literally sitting in front of someone on my couch and it is possible. It is. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I just you're so inspirational. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> just have a plan and stick to it, and don't stop and don't go back.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, right. thank you for thank talking to me. Seriously, right. it's been so great. All right.
2: Thanks.
1: Um. All right. I guess we're signing off. Yeah. Signing off. Bye. Bye. <laughs>